This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Praise the Lord, Dr. Hansen. Good evening to you. How y'all doing over there? Yeah, how do you like my voice today for Dr. Hey, Hansen? Brother Does that sound pretty good to you, Shannon? Oh, you're sounding great. As they say in oh, okay. uh, Israel, Shabbat well, Shalom. is in Kenya for three weeks. Oh. So I'll be hosting for him. Well, you know what? I'm excited to be here with uh, you tonight. <laughs> okay. Folks, Dr. E.J. Buckhart. Here from World Ministries International tonight is a live show. Friday is today the 12th or the 13th? Oh, it's the 12th, 2024. There we go. Um, Brother EJ, would you like to open us in prayer? I certainly would. The only Father, once again, I just want to thank you for Shannon Davis and Omega Man Radio that we can be on this program because of syndicated around the world. And there's so many people that need to hear the prophetic truth, Lord. They also need to hear some testimonies of men. And we've been doing that tonight, Lord, with one testimony, which is going to really expire you for putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. So we do give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. All your good, friend. Thank you. Okay. Um, today, Dr. Hans, well, we're doing the night. Dr. Hansen had interviewed Stephen Lambert. Uh, we've known him for some time. We've worked with him. And he has gone through a very serious illness at the present time. So the two programs, they'll be back to back. The first one is titled Died Six Times. The second one is Saving Faith. And so let's go now to this interview and enjoy it and let it touch your heart. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. See what Eagles Saving Nations is all about. We've got to have another great awakening or this nation is coming under judgment. The republic will fall. I have with me, all the way from Florida, apostolic prophet Stephen Lambert, and I'm reading it right off his book cover. Uh, Stephen, welcome back to the program warning. Well, thank you, Apostle. I'm glad to be here, and for many reasons I'm glad to be here, but we'll be talking about that. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm looking at his book. It says, Now Faith Is. Now Faith Is. It also says, Faith That Works. Now, I'm going to just read Actually, uh, Steve wrote me a letter. I'm going to read three paragraphs 
off the letter and then we're going to go into it because you need to realize what this man has gone through. And I start, it says, I mentioned the date I finished writing the final draft because the next morning at around 5 a.m., I began suffering a massive heart attack episode in which I coded, died six times in 24 hours. Astonishing the doctors that I survived, requiring a 10-day hospital stay, one of which was spent in a medically induced coma. Obviously, our adversary wanted to take me out before I could publish the book. So I can only surmise it must be a threat to him and his kingdom, but God. Says I wrote in the prologue about my battle with a form of colon cancer that produced a metastatic tumor in my abdomen that over a period of approximately a year grew to roughly the size of an NFL football that my VA surgeon had actually misdiagnosed during that period as an umbilical hernia. After nearly a year of holding to that diagnosis, the hernia turned angry red, then purple, causing him to think the hernia had become strangulated. He scheduled me for an emergency surgery upon the misdiagnosis was discovered per the lab results, indicating it was not a hernia at all, but rather a very large and growing metastatic tumor. When I was finally able to see my VA oncologist for the first time, January 2021, delayed by three consecutive episodes of COVID-19, his first words to me were, Mr. Lambert, I gave you four months to live, but I'm going to start you on chemotherapy to try to prolong your life as long as possible. Three years later, by the grace of God, I am still triumphing over that grim prognosis and plan to live many more years. In fact, my profession of faith is that I plan to live until Jesus returns. So for the last three years plus, I have been required to live out everything I wrote in the book on the topic of now faith. Just to survive the demonic attacks on my health and life. But thank God it was all in me to live out despite being unaware that it was. Wow. Uh, Stephen, what a testimony. Uh, you coded six times, died six times. What do you yes, have to sir. say about That's that? What they tell me. That's what they tell me. Uh, one of those times, uh, I was totally unconscious and the, uh, attending physician, the ER doctor actually wrote in his nose. So that's how we know this. My daughter looked it up. And he said, I was unconscious, and I suddenly opened my eyes, looked straight up at him, looked into his eyes. This is the doctor writing. And I said to him in a very stern voice, I will live and not die. And I then went back unconscious. Wow. Yeah, well, so, that's like uh, that's it, like a word coming back from the dead. Yes, sir. And uh, I write in the book how that there had been a numerous times when, in my life where God had called me supernaturally to the bedside of people that were experiencing something similar that I can remember at least five times where I didn't even know the person. Uh, three of those times. One other time, this was a person who was a, uh, under my sister's, uh, church. And the Lord told me to go to the hospital and there I would find my sister. Anyway, uh, every one of those episodes, uh, I was there in the middle of the night and, I spoke to these individuals. I heard myself saying and uh, leaning down into their ear and there, every one of them were in ICU and I didn't know what I was going to do or say. And you know how the Lord fills your mouth in times like that. And so 
I said to them, you will live and not die. Those very same words. Praise the Lord. And uh, as I say in the book, every single one of those people are still alive today. And at least five of them, God arranged supernaturally for me to meet with them. And they uh, told me that they heard every word I said, and they know that they are alive today because I came in their room at the last hour, probably a few minutes before, you know, midnight, so to speak, and spoke these words over them and uh, that they live because of that and that they can't explain what happened, but those words supercharged their spirit. And somehow they got a hold of those words and God brought them through, as we say, but God. Well, God amen. Intended, the devil intended something else, but God had something for them. And I believe I, I was reaping uh, apostle in the, that incident uh, of my own years later because I planted those seeds into other people and I was reaping a harvest from those words in my own life. Praise the Lord. Well, those words were inspired from God and so when we speak the inspiration from the Holy Spirit, it's God speaking and yes, it will happen. That's right. And so you gave them the words from God, words of life. We proclaim life. And uh, that is what came out of it. Yes. Now you're, you're, you were misdiagnosed, uh, here a surgeon, uh, they, they misdiagnosed a hernia. And uh, wow, they discovered instead uh, this, this uh, uh, what they described as this NFL football growing in your size. Isn't that something? Yes, sir. I mean, a football, I know this from my days as an official, is, uh, you know, 12 inches long and uh, wide or long, however you want to look at it. And uh, that was what was growing in my body. And I knew uh, that, and I had gone back to this surgeon three times and he kept telling me it was just a hernia, no big deal. And then he said, "If uh, the last time, if it, again, if it causes you any problems getting bigger, come on in and we'll talk again. Well, it got huge. <laughs> and suddenly, and then as I said, you read, it turned purple and red. Yes, it yes. horrible. And uh, so I made a, an appointment to go back in. Well, this time, he said, lift up your shirt. I lifted up my T-shirt. And he took one look at it, and this look of panic came over his face. And he said, my God, we got to get you into surgery this week. And it had to be emergency surgery. So two days later, I was in surgery. Two days after that, he called me and said, Mr. Lambert, I'm sorry to report to you. It was not a uh, uh, umbilical hernia, as I had thought, but rather it was you know, metastatic tumor, a, a cancerous tumor. Wow. It was very large. And he said, I took out all I could take out at the time. And because I can't get, you know, I can't get any closer to your vital organs. And so he said, I've taken out all I can. Well, in the three years since then, I've been looked at by several surgeons. And they've all said the same thing. We can't take out anymore. And so, but I also did have, radiation therapy. I don't know how how much that did. But as I say in the book, I I respect and honor uh, medical, all medical people, because they are very dedicated people. And uh, many of them serve like we serve in the ministry. And they have done what and they do what they do at great personal sacrifice, many of them at many levels, not just doctors, but uh, all the medical personnel. So, and it takes a lot of training and and a lot of personal things from them to be able to serve as they do. And so I appreciate them immensely. And I appreciate what doctors 
know, but they only know what the medical science tells them. And they will tell you, doctors don't heal. Doctors just treat. And But we know a doctor, the great physician, his name is Jesus, and he is, he does heal, and he is the great healer. Amen. And he he even says, I am the Lord thy God, Jehovah Rapha, who healeth thee. What a powerful and strong statement. You don't make statements like that unless you can back them up. Amen. And that's what God has said to us. He is our healer. I'm holding on to that. I've seen miracle after miracle in my 48 years of ministry now in January of uh, this month. I mean, this month of this year, I'm going into 48 years of ministry, and I've seen literally hundreds, really thousands of miracles that Jesus has performed, miracles of healing and deliverance uh, during that time in my meetings in private meetings and uh, counseling over the phone. So I know God is a God of miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.com. Org. I have as a guest today, we're going to continue with the interview with, it says right off the book, Apostolic Prophet Stephen Lambert. He wrote a book, Now Faith Is, Faith That Works. And we just talked about how he coded six times. He died six times in 24 hours. Not only that, but he was diagnosed They because they misdiagnosed him, thought it was a hernia and it wasn't. Instead, it was deadly cancer that had gone through the body. And uh, they said, you have four months to live. And let me tell you something. That was January 2021. We're in January 2024. Here we are three years later. And Stephen, you're alive. Amen. Because God cannot lie. But sometimes the medical science does lie inadvertently. People don't mean to lie. They 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 want to do help you. They're trying to help you, uh, but it's just like in the hospital. I had my daughter, who I trained very well. My grandson, who was also there by a miracle, by several miracles actually. My grandson was there. He was not supposed to be there, but he was there, and he was the first one to start doing CPR on me when my daughter called nine one one. Well, my grandson, when he was 14, he's now, uh, he'll be 21 uh, in May of this year. He uh, took a course and had to do a video on it to show that he had uh, mastered this course on uh, CPR. And this was when he was 14. Wow. And he took a course on CPR. And all these years later, he the first person he uses it on is his own grandfather. Wow. And wow. he comes. He comes in the room, drags me off the bed, throws me down on the floor. I'm totally unconscious and starts doing CPR. Uh, the medical or the uh, 911 operator is yelling at my daughter. She didn't realize that my son and grandson had been doing this for like 20 minutes that they'd been on the phone. So when the uh, 12 minutes later, the uh, attendants came, you know, the... Uh, uh, attendants from the uh, uh, ambulance came and uh, they kind of eased Zachary out and just went in and started doing CPR and hooked me up. Well, they had to do it so hard, as often happens with the machine, uh, that they broke all of my ribs. And so when I woke up, I mean, for weeks, I was really sore with broken ribs. But that's better than being dead, hallelujah. Uh, especially if you're supposed to be alive. So uh, there were so many miracles associated with this. That night, as you say, I had just finished writing the last draft of my book. Now, I had to do some edits after that. But the last full draft, I had just finished. Wow. And so... There's no way you can tell me that this wasn't a backlash from Satan. I mean, he was so angry that I had finished this book, a book 
that I had never intended to write. But actually how this book started was the Lord said to me, I was just fellowshipping with him. I don't actually say it this way in the book, but I was fellowshipping with the Lord one day, sweet fellowship, just me and him in my prayer closet, so to speak. And I was just having sweet fellowship with him. And he said in the sweetest, kindest tone, you know, son, You've never written a book on faith. And I said, I thought a moment, I thought, wow, you know, that's right, Lord, I haven't. And I, and then I said, without him saying anything else, I said, I don't know why I said this the way I did, but when you're in the presence of God, you're very humbled. That's right. And I said to the Lord, well, Lord, I don't know anything about faith, (laughs) which, of course, was not true. I had spent my whole life learning about faith. But what I meant was, in a way that I would think that I would be able to put a, a, a book together, about the subject of faith. Well, probably, and, probably, Stephen, what you were telling the Lord is uh, you were admitting the truth compared to the Lord. You knew nothing about faith because he is exactly. faith. So That's I think you were right. just speaking honestly to the Lord. Hey, Lord, uh, compared to you, I know nothing. Exactly. When you're in his presence, I mean, what do you know? You know, yeah. uh, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. That's right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so in his presence, that's, that's what I said. And he said to me, uh, I don't want to draw this part out, and maybe it's a chasing a rabbit a little bit, but the point is, is there's so many supernatural things about this book. And the Lord said to me, well, son, uh, and I'll try to make it quick, go, go into your uh, attache and pull out your book on uh sermons that you used to write and you used to write and said turn to the third page from the back he was this specific and i got that little notebook out and i is a three-ring binder and i used to put notes in it and then would preach them on sunday and uh i looked turned three pages I, I did exactly what he said frankly trying to prove him wrong and i turned three pages from the back and there it was there was a sermon entitled, Now Faith Is. And it was from that sermon, and I had these points in there, and it was the only page in the book that had not been typed out. So I used, back in those days, didn't have typewriter. So I would type out my notes. Well, this is the only one that wasn't typed out because it was so fresh at the time, and I never did type it out years later. And I think I remember that I preached this in 1979. Wow. 79. Wow. And there was this, and I basically took that, and when the Lord said to write a book, I started, and then literally, I said, well, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, but I, I don't think I can write more than four or five chapters, just small little chapters. So I thought I was going to write a book uh, that was a little, what I call a Kindle article book. It's just a Kindle size thing. And I thought it was going to be three or four or five short chapters, about an 80 page booklet size, you know, 80 page booklet. And uh, that book kept growing where the Lord said to me three times, I thought I had it finished. And the Lord said to me three times, no, there's this other chapter. And he gave me the title of it. And then the second time, no, you're not finished. Here's this chapter. And that was chapter 17. The other one was chapter 16. What ended up being just saying. And then I thought, well, now surely I'm, I'm done now. You know, and then the Lord said to me, no, I'm sorry, but you're not. You got one more. And I said, oh, no. What could that possibly be? I said, you know, I don't know anything else more about faith, God. I mean, I don't want to make stuff up. I want it to be stuff that's coming out of me. And uh, he said, well, it will be. And he said, here's the one you're missing, the shield of faith. Well, it never occurred to me, the shield of faith. So the last chapter is the shield of faith. In that chapter, which some people have said to me, 
That's the most important chapter of your book, maybe, where I talk about incidences in my life. And if I'd have continued, you, you know, I, this would have been a never-ending book. But uh, I had several uh, incidences that I discussed in which I had to use the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one in my life or I would have been destroyed by those fiery darts. Amen. And so it wasn't an option. But now, all these years later, I've come to the place, as I describe at the end of the book in that chapter. Uh, I'm, And this is no brag, just fact. Dizzy Dean, great baseball pitcher and later announcer, he said, it ain't bragging if it's fact. And so in this case, it's fact that I can say that I actually came to the place in my life where I understood that my enemies have no power over me except what I give to them. Amen. And then I I have come to the place which I write in my book. None of these things move me. Remember what the Apostle Paul said. And he said, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And that is exactly what I'm doing at this stage in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got uh, a minute and a half to go. I'm going to read these chapters of the book. But uh, uh, Steve, where can they order your book? You know, the easiest way is to go onto the Internet, type in nowfaithisbook.com. Nowfaithisbook.com. And that will take you right to it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening, watching the warning program. Jonathan Hansen with Stephen Lambert. He says on the book, Apostolic Prophet, Prophetic Scribe. Now faith is faith that works. Here are the chapters. One, saving faith. Two, weak, feeble faith. Three, effective faith. Four, strong faith. Five, mountain moving faith. Six, wonder working faith. Seven, great faith. Eight, faith for healing and deliverance. Nine, faithless. Ten, obtaining and activating faith. 11, building yourself up on your faith. 12, the test of our faith. 13, hindrances to genuine faith. 14, walking by faith. 15, faith without works. 16, contending for the faith. 17, falling away from the faith. And 18, the shield of faith. You need to order this book. Stephen, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Apostle, and I appreciate your ministry so much. And and I pray for you daily that God will continue to expand your ministry and your outreach to the multitudes. Thank you, and God bless all of you. Order the book, Now Faith Is, Faith That Works. Go to my website, worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. And check it out. We've got to have another great awakening. There's got to be national repentance or the republic will fall and judgment is certain. I have with me today apostolic prophet, prophetic scribe, my friend. And why don't you introduce yourself? Stephen Lambert. Yeah, we go back a long way now. <laughs> Stephen Lambert. He has written a book. In fact, I have it behind me. Now Faith. In fact, I'm going to just grab it for a moment. And it says, Now Faith is. Faith that works. Now Faith is. Faith that works. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, if your faith doesn't work, It does you no good. So we need faith that works. The last time we did a program, which was just a week ago, with our friend and leader, Stephen Lambert, we talked about his trials that he's recently gone through, including surviving a major heart attack, dying six times. We talked about him going through the shadow of death also with cancer. 
And so if you want to hear those testimonies, look at my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, and please watch or listen to that interview. Now, I want to cover some things in this book. I want to get a little bit into the meat of it. Stephen, you've got number one, saving faith. Saving faith. What is saving faith? Well, if God didn't give us the faith to be saved, we wouldn't be saved. You know, faith, even the faith, you know, that we operate in, that comes from God. He's the author of it. And uh, the way it operates in the spirit, if God doesn't give us something, we don't have it. That's right. Because he's the creator of all things, including faith. I think that sometimes it's easy to get caught up in a little bit inadvertently. Don't mean to do it, but a little bit of pride with regards to even the fact that we're saved. But if God didn't give us the faith to be saved, we wouldn't be saved. That would be impossible. And it talks about it in the Bible that he's given us the measure of faith. And that's what this first chapter is talking about, the saving faith that he gives us. And, you know, the Bible says that we're born again by the living word of God, the living and abiding word of God. Sometimes people forget that. We're actually born again because of the fact that we have accepted his word. And Jesus is the word. One of the things I think about this book, Dr. Hansen, is that all throughout it, you see woven into this kind of uh, like a rug here, is the fact that faith, it comes from God himself, and then he gives it to us, and then we operate it, and the more we believe in him, the more we have from him, because what it's really all about, what faith is really all about is what Paul said, that I might know him. So it's really about knowing God in the first place. And so the more we know God, the more we know who he is, what his nature is, and then the more we know what we have in him and that what he does in us and what we do in him. By the saving faith that he's given us. So I I think I said last time on the program that when I started this book and the Lord started speaking to me about it, I said to the Lord, well, I I, I really don't think I know that much about faith. But, uh, you know, obviously I know more than and knew more than I thought I did. And since this book is pushing 250 pages, but I didn't intend to write that much. When I first started out. No, actually, Stephen, this book is over 400 pages. Well, I meant that. 450 (laughs) pages. I'm I'm sorry. 450, pushing 450 pages. There you go. And uh, I certainly did not intend that. But I'm telling you, (laughs) as the author of the book, I'm saying this not in pride, not in boastfulness, but I'm saying that as the person who wrote the book and therefore have written, I mean, uh, reread it over and over and over again because I'm also my own editor. So this uh, version that people buy right now is about the third or fourth rendition because we've had to go through different edits to make sure it was right. Not about substance, but about, you know, the little things about writing, you know, uh, 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 a dot here, a dot there, a sentence here, a sentence there. It, it's really perfecting the writing part of it. But what I'm trying to get to is to say that there's so much substance in this book about faith, things that I never thought of, but as I'm writing, or I never thought of it before, but as I'm writing and I pray when I write that this is what happens to me, that uh, I will remove myself from the situation, that I will get past my own intellect, and that I will begin to have the anointing uh, that I'm operating through. And I can tell you as a person who's re- reread this book over and over again, 
there's more of God in this book and things that he has said about faith that I have in 48 years of ministry. I'm in my 48th year now. I've never heard said. I'm telling you, I've heard some of the greatest preachers. I'm a student of preaching. I'm a, I'm not like, unfortunately, a lot of preachers are not good readers. They don't read a lot. And I, I really don't understand that. I know people get busy. Now that I understand. And when they get busy, but I don't understand how you can have understanding without reading. Totally. You know, being a voracious reader, I have read probably thousands of books, and I have absorbed something out of every book I've ever read on the subject of God. Amen. And you know, that's, that's what theology is. This word theology kind of scares us, and uh, I don't think we should be afraid of that word theology, because, uh, you know, it, it's not going to hurt you. And the the word theology means the study of God. Yes. And isn't that what we're all doing? Aren't we all studying the word? It says to study the word to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Amen. And frankly, you and I, Dr. Hansen, know a lot of people today that say they are preachers. But frankly, they have a lot to be ashamed about. Yes, yes. And I, I, don't, I don't say that just trying to condemn people. I wish they would change. I wish they would study the Word of God more. But you can't just be a, a pop, what I call popcorn prophet and just popping off about the first thing that comes in your head. You know, I really don't do that. I Everything I preach on, I, I make myself a student of what God has said about that matter. And I can tell you that through the course of writing this book, that happened to me more than any book I've ever written. And I've been involved in the writing and publishing of close to 20 books. And uh, some I wrote myself, some I contributed to, some I was the editor of, et cetera, et cetera. But I have gotten more from the spirit in this book and the if you will the compiling of this book sometimes these things it's it's scripture you're compiling i mean i have thousands i think over a thousand end notes i i don't remember in this book over a thousand end notes and uh, we chose this time to put the scriptures in in the form of end notes. And uh, actually, they're end notes of the end of each chapter, so I don't have the total. But uh, there can be 25 to 50 to sometimes 100 scriptures for each chapter, and there's 18 chapters. And so this book is the Word of God, and what God has to I don't mean... That the way some people have criticized me over the years when I have said things like this. I don't mean it's divinely inspired like the books of the Bible. I don't mean that. But it is inspired of God. Meaning, when I was writing, God was speaking to me past my intellect and was drawing from his spirit things about scriptures. Oftentimes, in the writing of this book, I don't know how many people are interested in this kind of thing, but in the writing of this book, many times I actually started with a spiritual impartation from God and wrote that down and then would realize, oh, my Lord, that's that's very close to a particular scripture. And then I would look up that scripture and sure enough. There it is. It says almost exactly the same thing. So because of that, and I know this is just our first question, but uh, because of that, I really am confident in saying this is truly and genuinely a prophetic book, meaning 
It, it, it comes by the Spirit, through the Spirit, in the Spirit, and it's of the Spirit. And I, uh, the Lord told me to put you, uh, have the cover there, and it says on the front cover, prophetic scribe. That's the first time I've ever put that on a book because the Lord <laughs> told me to do it. And, and uh, I, I thought, oh, Lord, you know, people, what, you know what people will say. You know, prophetic scribe, come on, Lambert, what do you think you're talking about? Well, I believe I am a And the Lord said, son, you got to own up to who you are and who I've made you. And I think that's key. And you know that, Dr. Hansen, over the years, we have to own up and receive who God says we are if we're going to have the ministry God has called us to. I mean, Abraham, he went from being Abram to Abraham. God changed his name because he changed his name because he said, you're going to be the father of multitudes. If you can count the sky, the stars in the sky, that's how many people you'll, you'll be the father of. And then he said the same thing about Paul. He changed his name. He changed the name of Peter. He changed the disciples, 12 of the disciples' name. One day he called them out. Kind of like the dirty dozen out of the uh, disciples one morning after he spent the night in prayer. And he said, from now on, he called them apostles. He, from this day on, you are apostles. Well, I'm sure they looked around and thought, well, what the heck is an apostle? You know, because they didn't really, weren't you really used to that term because that was a military term. But we have to get used to God's language and we have to not have false pride about God's language. And when he tells us we are something, for instance, you know, you're an apostle and it's important for you to know that because in that word is the description of your very ministry. So when you know who you are, then you know how to be who you're supposed to be. And all of us are in the same thing. So people that are afraid of titles today, that's just a false thing. And uh, we're not we're not lifting up titles. We're not doing that at all. What we're doing is we're this is a description of who we are and what we're doing. Well, I've gone a far cry from our first question here, what saving faith is. But saving faith is about what it's all about. And that's the beginning. It's through saving faith that we're born again by the living and abiding word of God. But all of these things have come into play in the course of me writing this book. I talk about things in here that you would think, well, what's I got to do with faith? Well, read on. And you'll find exactly what it has to do with faith, Dr. Hanson. Well, the Bible says God gives grace to the humble, but resists the proud. Amen. And when you said, you, know, you said you, when you don't own up to who you are, basically that's pride because you don't want people to criticize you. And exactly. So, you know, and, and we know who we are. Now, we both don't go and, and brag about that. I call myself Dr. Jonathan yeah. Hanson. Why? Because, again, People know who we are. Now, when I go overseas, and I, I'm going a lot overseas, they'll advertise me, Apostle, Prophet, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. That's how right. they'll do it, because it's they know who I am. They know who I am. But uh, in America, again, with uh, different denominations, sometimes uh, people don't know these these titles, and some denominations actually actually fight uh, the titles of God and, 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 and actually resist the Holy Spirit. Steve? You know, in 1949, I won't name it, but a particular founding Pentecostal denomination came out very strongly and denied several things that are in the Bible. And they call they wrote what they call position papers. And in there, they absolutely came out and said, because of what was going on in, in a movement that was birthed in 1949, and they were trying to, I understand what they were doing. They were trying to bring some reproof and some correction to some error, some extremism. But then they went to extreme and they're trying to correct the extremism. And they said, there's no such thing as apostles. Well, if there's no such thing as apostles, then the church doesn't have a foundation. That's right. Because the Bible says clearly in Ephesians 2.20 that the apostles and the prophets are the foundation of the church. 
And that's been our problem. We've been operating a church that doesn't have a foundation. And with Christ Jesus being in the cornerstone. And so every one of these, and, and, and I get into these things and in, the, in this book. So people that get this book will be surprised. Here's what I was concerned about when I wrote the book, Dr. Hansen. I think you can appreciate this. And when you talk about this, tell people that ain't what it is. <laughs> we had a movement back years ago called the Word of Faith Movement. And I was so concerned that people were going to mistake this book for being uh, something, just a rehash of the Word of Faith. Well, it's far from that. I mean, the first minute you start reading this book, you know, this ain't that. You know, Peter said this is that on the day of Pentecost, referred to what Joel said. Well, in this case, this ain't that. It ain't the 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 movement that happened in the uh, 60s and the 70s and continue, continued on where there's an extremism about faith. This ain't that. So don't uh, shy away from this book because it has the word faith in it. But this is about now faith is. And I say in the book, Dr. Hansen, faith is either now or it's never. Faith cannot be confused and should not be confused with hope. And that's what people do sometimes because hope has to do with desiring a favorable outcome in the future, a desiring a future favorable outcome. In fact, that's a good definition for hope. But that ain't what hope, faith is. Faith is now. That's why I named the book Now Faith is based on Hebrews 11.1. 1. So faith is either now or it's never. We don't release faith when we see the manifestation of what we have been praying about. No, no, no. We release our faith. And what is our faith? It is the measure of faith that God has given us for any given thing. And I talk about here, that here in the book. There's faith about for, for many different things. Uh, and as you, we've talked about even some of the chapters, mountain moving faith, weak and feeble faith, effective faith, strong faith. A wonder-working faith, great faith. This is all faith is mentioned in the Bible. And then we come to faith for healing and deliverance. Well, there's a certain kind of faith that you must have in order to see healing and deliverance manifested in your life. That's it's right. a different kind of faith. That's right. And so we need that kind of faith. When you and I go places, We all of a sudden, we'll understand by the Spirit the Lord is wanting to move in healing, in deliverance, in prophetic words. Uh, and oftentimes, in my case, it starts with I'm, I'm sensing healing. And almost invariably, the Lord will start giving me words of knowledge. That's the way it works with me. It doesn't work with that, that way with other people, but it works with me. I'm talking about in a meeting. And uh, uh, I will suddenly be aware. I'll hear the word diabetes. I'll hear the word heart trouble. I'll hear uh, different kind of medical maladies. And the Lord's saying to me, there's five people here with this. There's three people here with that. And when I name those things, you know what happens, Dr. Hanson? Faith for healing for that thing, that medical malady has begun to be released in the atmosphere and people will suddenly begin to understand and say, you know, well, I wasn't believing for this, but, but you know what? I believe God, do you believe God can heal? Yes, I believe God can heal that. And you call people up and suddenly God is moving in people's lives. That's the gift of faith that operates uh, by the spirit. And it's a special gift that some for instance, healing evangelists have, but many of us can operate in by the Spirit. Well, faith grows. And as yes. we continue with our relationship with God, our faith grows. And uh, I'm glad you said in the beginning, you know, saving faith, everyone has a measure of faith. Uh, yes. That way, some people don't say, well, I don't have any any hope. No, everyone has a measure of faith. So everyone right. can have salvation. Stephen? 
It comes from God. That's We're right. We're not the source of it. That's he, right. He gives it to us. That's right. All, all, all of these kinds of, if we, if he didn't give it to us, I say this over and over, he didn't give it to us, we wouldn't have it. That's right. But he, thank God he's given us the measure of faith. But as you say, what this book is about is discovering the fact that, you see, here, here's the problem. Let me digress for just a second. I think many people, when they think about faith, they say, well, faith. That's something you either have or you don't. No, that's not true. God has given us a measure of faith. There you go. Then we have to develop that faith. Yes, yes. Uh, the Bible says about Abraham, Abraham grew strong in faith. That's right. And we have to grow in our faith. And there's certain, and that's what this book is about. It gives us methodologies that are scriptural that are basically the scripture and things that we can concentrate on to grow our faith during the course of our walk with God. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching or listening to the warning program. I have had apostolic prophet, prophetic scribe, Stephen Lambert with me today. He authored the book, Now Faith Is. I'm going to read you the chapters. One, saving faith. We discussed that today. Two, weak or feeble faith. Three, effective faith. Four, strong faith. Five, mountain-moving faith. Six, wonder-working faith. Seven, great faith. Eight, faith for the healing and deliverance. Nine, the faithless. Ten, obtaining and activating faith. Eleven, building yourself a up on your faith. 12, the testing of our faith. 14, walking by faith. 13, hindrances to genuine faith. 15, faith without work. 16, contending for the faith. 17, falling away from the faith. And 18, the shield of faith. Once again, apostolic prophet, prophetic scribe, Stephen Lambert, and the book, now faith is. I'm going to have him on the program again because we got much more to go over. But tell us quickly, Steve, because my time is out. Where can they order this book? It's very easy. Uh, type into your browser, Now Faith Is Book, like one word, nowfaithisbook.com. The dot com is important. It'll take you right to the page where you can find out a whole lot more about the book. And order it directly from there, from the different sources that we have available. Thank you for having me on this great program today, Dr. Hansen. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody needs to understand faith and use faith and let your faith grow. We're entering into dangerous times, trying times. What? We need this book. Now faith is. God bless you. Worldministries.org. God bless you. Shannon. Hey, these were some great interviews tonight. And uh, I encourage everybody to get that book, Now Faith Is. That's exciting testimony right there. Right there. Praise God. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a live broadcast here. We're connected with World Ministries International, Stanwood, Washington, Dr. E.J. Buckhart here tonight. Brother E.J., uh, how do people make contact with the ministry, and how can they support your work? Okay, first of all, you could always telephone us at 360 360- Six two nine five two four eight. That's three six zero six two nine fifty two forty eight. You can also write to us at World Ministries Interna- World Ministries International, or just plain WMI, PO Box two seven seven, Stanwood, Washington nine eight two nine two. Once again, that's a WMI, PO Box two seven seven, Stanwood, Washington nine eight two nine two. We take, if you'd call your office and want to make a donation or whatever the case may be, you, we take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, PayPal, and Zelle. If you are using Zelle, it's a warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. We always encourage you to go to our website, which is www.worldministries.org. And we are promoting Dr. Hansen's uh, he got a call from the Lord, I would say, put it this way, for Eagle Saving Nations, which means that we need to turn this country around, not only our country, but all the nations of the world. We have to return it back to the biblical principles 
of, of God, Lord. And so we would like to have funds for this because we need to have a great awakening in our nation. We have also, you can always get us on, on different types of uh, social media. We have Roku, uh, that's Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen, at Rumble, Warning TV, Dash, Jonathan Hansen, YouTube, Jonathan Hansen Ministries, Podbeam, Warning, Dash, Jonathan Hansen. And you can also listen to Warning with Dr. Hansen on the various podcast google amazing music and a whole bunch of others uh we try to get out so everybody will have a chance to hear the warning message because it is so important to get it out at this time and for those who have uh, shortwave radio in the united states and europe uh, you can listen to us on wccr wccr every friday night and also you know we're on omega man radio <laughs> at 7 o'clock Pacific time. That's where you were here with us today. So we give you thanks. And uh, once again, Shannon, we thank you so much for allowing us to be on your program. Hey, brother EJ, it's an honor to partner with you all and do these programs each week. Folks, tune in every Friday, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Um, brother EJ, would you like to close us in prayer tonight? Yes, I would. Once again, dearly, I thank you for Stephen Lambert, Lord. I know him personally long before he developed this illness, and I enjoyed him so much. And now knowing who he is and what he's gone through builds faith and confidence, Lord, that you will see us through all of our difficulties. And for all those that were listening to this message, Lord, you've heard testimonies of many people around the world. This is another testimony that God is at work in our lives. He wants the best for us. And we know that the final goal is whether we live or die, we will be in heaven. And people need to understand we're coming in a times where if you don't make that decision to give your life to the Lord, you will spend your time in hell. That's something a lot of pastors don't talk about, heaven and hell. They are real. And my encouragement is don't wait too long because you never know when that time is going to come because there's accidents that cause, there's illnesses come, there's sudden heart attacks that come, and there's so many things can erupt their life instantly and will not have that opportunity. So I pray each and every one of you now, Bow your knee before the Lord and surrender to him and give his life to you. Give your life to him. In Jesus' name, amen. I say amen to that. Brother EJ, we love you all. We love everybody at WMI. Thank you for coming on tonight. We'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. God bless you, my friend. Blessings. Folks, Dr. EJ Buckhart. I got to meet him in 2003. Of course, I've known him for over 20 years and uh, had an opportunity where I drove up to Stanwood, Washington and went up there to fellowship with WMI over a weekend. While I was there, actually my friend Benjamin Brook came up from California and uh, we both were able to do a, a broadcast there in the studio with Dr. Hansen and got to uh, get some counseling with him and see the operation there. Great people of God. Brother Vance uh, is their engineer. God bless Vance and Jamie and the office and all the crew there at WMI. Just great people. That is a frontline ministry. They have an apostolic prophetic ministry worldwide warning radio program and TV and uh, they're rock solid I'm here to tell you their warning message uh, has got me through a lot of rough times and uh, I encourage you to uh, bookmark their website go over and check out their broadcast and of course we'll be here every Friday here on Omega Man Radio thank you again to all the speakers that have come on this week what a great week it's been. In fact, I've got all the shows uploaded. I'm going to finish this one here in just a minute, and we'll upload it, and we'll be caught up for the weekend. I'll try to get in over the weekend sometime, put some titles in, but at least they're up there on Podbean. You can get them all that we've done. We have a couple of the reloaded shows. I'll get some more of those done this weekend. 
We've got 10,600 and counting. Soon to be 11,000 this year. And then some. Um, I praise God for this opportunity He's given us. And I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. And for those that have supported this show, you have great fruit because you've helped us get this far. You have partnered with us to produce these programs. And when you support this ministry here at Omega Man Radio, it helps not only the the programs to keep going, but there are people that will tune into them because of what you did to help us. And you get fruit off that. Souls that are won, lives that are changed. God keeps the best books that you could ever keep better than any accountant could ever do. And one day the books can be opened and we're going to see the fruit of our labors. I think this is a good word to get behind. All the shows are free. They'll be free till Jesus comes back. There'll never be any charge. Nope, there's not going to be any charge. I vow before God right now, making my third vow, we will never charge for this program. It's going to be free till the Lord calls me home or he comes back, whichever comes first. So I encourage you to help yourself to the archive. I'm going to work to get more of the uh, catalog put back up there. Download them. Share them with a friend. Enjoy these programs live or on the MP3. And uh, please share them with as many people as you can. We've got 7, 8 billion people on the globe that have never heard this program before. I think it could change some people's lives. We've got a great range of speakers and more stuff coming up. Every day, Monday through Friday. Wednesdays, we'll have international shows. We'll get up to speed and we'll be having probably... Uh, three shows every other Wednesday and then definitely Michael Cummins is on every week it was a great great week this week a lot of meat up there for you and uh, it's a weekend it's been a long week I tell you I've been burning the midnight oil many a night this week trying to go to bed this morning my time at uh, 2 a.m. had to get up at uh, 6 couldn't really sleep I guess I was just wired I'm not on any caffeine Dozed off a couple times. Woke up, but you know what? God energized me. And uh, now I'm starting to get a little bit tired. So I may have had enough energy to do the programs. And it's Saturday, take a nap. I don't have to go back to work till Monday. We're doing the program uh, programs here, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11, or when we finish, Wednesday mornings. I work a night job from 7, well, sometimes 5 a.m. It's been some busy, we've had some busy projects this week working on uh, some label design and production runs for an herbal company um, at least till 1 a.m. every night. But I've got to change that or I'm not going to last too long um, and be able to be productive during the day. So I'm going to try to get to bed next week, get on the schedule. It's been tough. It's like coming off of a night shift and they put you on the day shift. You know, take your wall to transition. So praise the Lord. I'm thankful to work for the Lord, have a uh, job. We can try to dig out of some holes. Praise God, get some traction again. And uh, just keep us lifted up in prayer. Pray for this program. Pray for the speakers that come on and your part in this ministry. Uh, We would like to take some trips this year, ministry trips. like to go to England. Join Joseph Jasinski. There's a uh, opportunity to go to Okinawa, Japan, do some ministry. We'll take the show on the road and uh, keep us in prayer. God's will be done. Uh, it is the 13th. It does not look like I'm going to make it back to America in the next 10 days. I was hoping to get back to do Hegwish, but uh, it's all right. I will get there eventually, sometime this year. Scott opens that door. I'm going to take a trip back and pop up at one of those conferences. Now, they have three during the year in addition to the January men's conference. So hopefully by then things will be thought out. <laughs> I'm sure they will be by March or April. At any rate, if you can make it up to Hegwish, do it, hbcdelivers.org. Now, one more thing I want to mention before I close today. Prophet Scott Lathrop has went home to be with Jesus. He passed away about two weeks back. And uh, our friend, he's been with us since 
2010 on this program. We created something that no one ever done before called the Soulmate Prophetic Hotline. I think at the level that we were doing, at least I'm not aware of any. And I praise God we had that opportunity to do it, and it's going to continue. Sister Jen Lathrop and Brother Chris now Moore, Soulmate team, are going to do some programs again. I'm certain of it. And uh, I praise God for that. And we have uh, an opportunity to keep that thing going. But what I want to tell you is they're going to have a funeral tomorrow from Brother Scott Lathrop. And it will be uh, televised on YouTube. It's going to be Saturday, January 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern. There will be a live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. For those who cannot attend, they have the opportunity to connect online. God bless you all for tuning in. Have a great weekend, Father Yehovah. Thank you for this week, helping us to make it through it. Shabbat Shalom. We ask that you would go with us this weekend. We plead the blood of Jesus over each and, over, each and every person out there, families. Surround us with your warrior angels. Guide and direct our steps, Father God. Not our will, but thy will be done. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, friends. Have a great weekend.